Welcome to the official podcast of the English Montreal School Board Holocaust Education Program, supported by a grant from the Jewish Community Foundation of Montreal for the 2022-23 academic year. Here are your hosts, Mark Bergman and Eliane Goldstein. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Holocaust Education Program podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Eliane Goldstein, and in this episode, we will be talking about The Covenant, a romantic dark comedy set in 1944 tourism chat. Here with me today is my co-host, Mark Bergman, Alistair Brayson, the writer of The Covenant, Catherine Souquier, a Royal West teacher, and two Royal West students, Alexandra and Brad. So why don't I ask Alice the first question? What made you want to write something about the Holocaust? A number of different things. I mean, I, I think one of the critical messages that the play carries and that a lot of literature and media about the Holocaust carries is um, the exhortation and the imperative never to let this happen again. And one way we never let this happen again is we keep telling the stories and we keep remembering, we keep honoring those who were lost and we keep interrogating um, ourselves and our own society and what we should do to prevent such horrific occurrences from occurring again. Um, so there was, of course, that was one of the motivations. Um, I'd heard about the story of Theresienstadt from a friend who was performing in the opera Brundabore actually while I, while I was at Royal West. And she told me a little bit about this show camp that had been staged by the Nazis as a very elaborate form of propaganda in order to deceive the Red Cross. And she told me a little bit about how this camp was also a thriving home for cabaret, for opera, for, for musicians, because so many um, luminaries from the art scene had been deported there and how they'd used their skills uh, to fight back against the horrors in the camp and use the arts as creative resistance and how that art was then reappropriated and used and distorted by the Nazis into a tool for propaganda. And as someone who'd always been a huge theater nerd, I was naturally very drawn to that story and wanted to learn more about it. So uh, when I, the opportunity arose to explore more about the history of Theresienstadt at the National Theater School for my second year project, I, I, I leapt at the chance. And um, there were a number of other things that were happening in the news at the time that were also very fundamental to motivating me to write the play. Uh, one was uh, an uptick in right-wing extremism that we were seeing throughout the world. And the other was the ongoing Syrian refugee crisis. I was seeing a lot of op-eds, a lot of editorials, especially from the Jewish community about how the failure of humanity, the failure to let refugees in that we'd seen in the years leading up to the Holocaust was being um, perpetrated again on a global scale with regards to this refugee crisis. And a lot of the information that was circulating at the time also compelled me to write this play. So what was the process of writing something like this? Because obviously it's um, it's like a very touchy subject for a lot of people and it's it's something that's very difficult to write about. So what was it like? Well, it, was, it was certainly a difficult play to write. Um, I was very lucky in that I was doing so in a very supportive environment at the National Theatre School. You're working with your acting class you're working with uh, professional dramaturges and directors. I worked with professional actors, some of whom actually were later featured in the production that just happened a few weeks ago. And this was back in 2017. So I had a very sound support system to discuss ideas with, to find emotional support with, um, to assist me in getting research. At the time I started writing the play, I was working for the Museum of Jewish Montreal, and they showed me how to access a lot of archival uh, ar archives and research material that I didn't really know how to find before. I spent a lot of time in the uh, basement of the Jewish Public Library, and they were the ones who showed me where to find that material. 
So I was very lucky to have a lot of support in writing this play. Catherine, we're so curious to talk to your students in a couple of minutes that saw the covenants and uh, get their uh, perspective and their comments. But you were Alice's teacher. My amazing teacher. I, I, I was a witness to, to Alice's uh, great mind and her intellectual curiosity. I don't know that I taught her anything, but uh, she was certainly an exceptional person to have sitting in the front row of my classroom. But was it just grade 11 contempt with contemporary so world? Contemporary world didn't even exist yet. Oh, um, right, right. It, it was, was global, global awareness. awareness. Yes. And uh, we did Model UN and it was an amazing class. And Mm-hmm. Um, right. we were we were encouraged to look at history. We were encouraged to look at current events. It taught me to be curious about the world in a, a way I hadn't been previously. It was a fantastic class. From a teacher's perspective, uh, Catherine, what's it like now to witness Alice go through this amazing experience and and put out this incredible play? Well, uh, of course, on one level, I'm just very proud of her. I'm very proud of of having known her and, uh, you know, keeping an eye on her progress and that she was an exceptional, is an exceptional person. And I think as um, what is particularly uh, important for me, um, uh, you know, obviously Alice's success is is her commitment to the arts and her commitment to the humanities, because um, those things are not, it's not that they're under fire, that's not the right word I want to say, but they're getting more and more marginalized in the university and academic setting and budgets are getting cut. And you, I think, you know, you know, and we're seeing that more and more and sciences are, of course, extremely important and technology is, of course, extremely, it's all the STEM (laughs) is very, very important. But I think that we are, um, you know, that there is a, we're losing a sense of the importance of the humanities and the arts. So for Alice to use her incredible planet-sized mind and still be so committed uh, to creative arts but also uh, it's a very intellectual play there's so many layers to it and levels to it um that that to me I'm, I'm just I'm very excited about that and moved by that what made you decide to take your students to see this show well, you know, obviously we wanted to support our principal. We all wanted to support Alice and alumnus of our school. Uh, I, I always, um, uh, my entire career, I've always done at least uh, four to six weeks of Holocaust education, usually in grade nine. When I did Contemporary World, we all, I also would sort of make sure that that history was understood from the 20th century. Uh, so it was sort of, no, I'll be working with the memoir night um, with my classroom, which I've done for years in February or something like that. So uh, it was obviously perfect to open up those discussions. And the kids, uh, the kids were very, very stimulated and entertained, if I could say, but very stimulated and asking tons of questions today. I I had to shut them down a little bit because I'm preparing them for a midterm, but we could, uh, we're looking forward to Alice visiting us uh, a bit later. So this is a question from Alex, for Alexandra. Um, can you please explain what the show is about? Like, um, Yes, it's about a camp in Theresienstadt that was used as a propaganda tool um, during the World War, World War II in 1944. And it, it follows a guy named Peter, who he's a Jew, and he was appointed mayor of this I guess you'd say fake town um, and to, you know, be the head of all the creative direction, everything and like make everything look like a town. So 
for the um, to make it look ready in time for the Red Cross visit that was happening. And there are all these characters with his wife, Hilda, and Eric, his boss, uh, Judy, and Carla. And it was just following really just who lives in that town and, you know, with everything, the war, of course, and going east and just a bunch of just struggles and family, the Holocaust, of course. It was it was lovely. I loved watching it. Alexandra, can you tell us about some of your emotions uh, that you were perhaps going through when watching the play or even after you left? It actually triggered a lot of emotions. My friends and I were talking about it for quite a while after it ended because I was sitting next to my friends and um, behind my friends. And like there were some twists and we're like, oh, my God, there were times where I like audibly gasped and like started whispering to the friend next to me. And then I had to stop myself because I realized it wasn't proper theoretical. And I because Miss Seeker was sitting right in front of me and she was she I saw her turn around a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> so then I just you know kept quiet. But. I, it was one of those plays. I just, I had to talk about it like instantly. And then, you know, I controlled myself, but it was so heart-wrenching at times, but it was also, it was funny. Like when Ms. Sukir told us that this is going to be a comedy about the Holocaust, I was like, what? You can't make that, you can't make that sort of material funny. It's, it has to be, it is dark. It, it, it is, but Alice wrote it in such an incredible way. And it was so funny. And like the couple, Hilda and Peter, I was telling my friends, I was like, they looked so in love, like the actors, their chemistry uh, during the play and off the play, they were so, we were doing a talk back at the end and they were so cute, just like interacting with each other. Brad, what uh, what struck you most? Um, I thought it was very educational in the sense that you hear all these stories about the immense pain and suffering that the Jews went through uh, during the war in their in the death camps and the concentration camps, even in their hometowns and their home countries. But you don't usually get this perspective of the Jews who were sent to the concentration camps to put on this spectacle, this performance for the Red Cross so they wouldn't be alerted of the terrible way the Jews are being treated and the way they're being killed. And I thought that was very interesting. And it was also heartbreaking because they were faced with this impossible dilemma of whether to fight back and revolt against this oppressing force or if they wanted to if they wanted to do what the Nazis were asking of them in hopes of buying themselves time or and saving those around them but this way they also have to they'd have to do what the Nazis asked and send Jews to their death in the east it was a heartbreaking play there were also parts went back in their lives in Germany when they were being completely disrespected by those around them and their their place of worship, their holy place of worship, the synagogue was burnt down. I thought that was a particularly evocative part that really had me had me emotional. Did you know anything about Treschenstadt or the Holocaust before going to see the play? I did not. We learned about it a bit in the uh, in class the day before to have some context. But like I said, I thought it was a it was a very educational experience and it tells you a lot of what isn't shown in the media so much. And I thought was also a very made for a very interesting and also emotional performance. And I thought the actors were very authentic in their delivery. After seeing the covenant, are you interested in learning more about the Holocaust? Definitely. I, I, I read a lot of books about the Holocaust, none of which were on this topic, which is why I thought it was so 
it was so entertaining and it was not to say like fresh, but it was something new. And, um, and I, I, I feel very compelled to read more because I find it's, it's just a very emotional experience to read books about the Holocaust and it grips you and makes you feel all types of emotions in a way that other books don't. I want to ask uh, Catherine and Alice the same questions, but from two different perspectives, one from, from the teacher of these students and the other from the writer of the play and the comments that these students are expressing so eloquently about the words that you wrote and the play that you put together. Alice, how, 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 what, what are you going through right now listening to these students talk about your play? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm completely beaming, which I, I recognize that the, uh, the, the, the audio doesn't pick up, but I just want to say thank you both so much. I mean, you know, it's, it's extremely validating to hear that as a writer. It's extremely validating to hear that as a member of the, the company that put up the covenant. Um, it's been an extraordinary experience, and it's especially been really wonderful having students present and listening to the reactions. Also, just generally, um, never, you know, if there are whispers about the play, the playwright doesn't mind. We love the reactions in the room. We love to hear the gasps. We love to hear the the laughter. Um, just teachers. <laughs> just teachers, maybe. Um, but you know, uh, you know, as as a writer, it's wonderful to hear a vocal audience. It's wonderful to hear that people are engaging directly in the moment. That's kind of the magic of theater, because that that energy, that engagement, that feeds the actors, and that gives them energy in turn. Theater really is kind of a give and take between actors and audience. So thank you all for that. And Catherine, from a teacher's perspective? Well, I mean, uh, Alex and Brad are both very articulate students and they've, and they, I know that the play was incredibly enriching for them because, you know, I gave them a 15 minute lesson you know, trying to do condense all of, you know, the rise of Nazis in, uh, in Europe and World War II in 15 minutes. So they, because I know we're going to be doing um, more things on the, we do, I do quite an intense uh, history, historical uh, um, introduction to uh, Knight and the, the memoir and, and so on later on. So, but I'm, I'm, I, I just, I'm always, um, I, when I go to theater, I always just wish I went more often because it is that experiential uh, um, event, you know, so that you, you know, there's the intellectual part. And I really appreciate that, of course, from Alice is the intellectual level of the debates and the, the commitments. But of course, it's all embed, you know, it's all uh, deeply lived by these individuals. And, and it's, so it's just on so many levels, you know, it works for students. And those gasps, I know, when I was listening to the kids, you know, the things they would react to, um, they might not have been completely able to follow some of the intellectual debates, but we could talk about them in class. And for sure, I'll be able to use this as a reference point, you know, remember Peter, like, because Eli Weissel goes through similar things. Well, he's more like Hilda, right? He has that, that, uh, his struggle with his faith and so on. So uh, for me, it's wonderful, you know, that, that they'll, they'll be primed for, for those, uh, those weeks we'll be doing in the winter on the Holocaust. I just want to say that the show takes place in Theresen. And there's also another really interesting story about Theresen that was not shown in the show. And it's the story of um, the children's drawings. So if anyone's interested in learning more, then you should look it up because it's one of the most interesting stories that I've ever heard. Um, I don't want to spoil it, so I won't say too much. But basically, it's just like an exhibit of, of drawings that were made by the children that lived in Theresa at the time. And there's a book that you can buy with all the drawings inside. We asked Brad 
if he has like a new interest with the Holocaust, well, if he's interested in learning more, but we didn't ask Alexandra. Yes. Um, I, the Holocaust, I don't know. I've, it's been brought up every year. Like, you know, teachers always, um, dedicate maybe like, you know, a couple of days or lessons to it and it's rehashed and talked about. Uh, but I, I can't really say that I have an extensive knowledge about it. Um, but I just, I also, you know, it's, I don't love hearing about it all the time because it's just such a horrific part of history and it's really important to recognize it and, you know, see the pattern and stuff and make sure it truly doesn't happen ever again. But um, I read a, I read a book once in grade six, uh, just, I think for fun, but my teacher had um, a very big library in her classroom. And I saw, I picked the book with the Nazi sign on it for some reason. And I was like, could I, could I borrow this from you? You know, have, take, have a look-see. And um, it was, I still remember, I just, I loved it, but it was also so dark and like written in such great detail it, i i i can't say i felt like i was i could live through it but like it was just so like vivid and horrible and that was when like i really i, I felt i remember like 12 year old me feeling her heart shatter for every um jew who like survived and everyone that died and it was just it was absolutely insane and i was and i remember telling my teacher i was like I thanked her because I was like, this opened my eyes. Um, but since then, I don't really remember having experience like that. But then seeing it yesterday was truly amazing. Like I also, similar to Ms. Sukir, I want to start going to the theater more often. And I told my mom that on the way back home. I was like, it was an amazing show and we need to start going to theater more. And she was like, great, done deal. And I was like, perfect, because there's... It's just theater is just such an experience. It's not really, you can't describe it. It's amazing. But yes, to answer your question, this did spark an interest. Um, I will definitely be looking up the children's drawings because I did not know about um, Thursday and Stat before, you know, our brief little lesson before going. So this, it's just opened my eyes. Yes, it's got my interest. I will definitely be doing my research after. Brad, what do you think can people do to learn more about the Holocaust? Well, there's so much great literature out there and even movies and every, well, everything about the Holocaust is heartbreaking. So it's just, it comes with a warning, but so many um, great works of art, like I think it was called The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Yeah, I watched that one. That one was just, it was heart, it was heart-wrenching, but it was really a great, um, a great watch. And there are so many different, uh, masterpieces out there and even just books movies that you can watch about the holocaust and even just researching it looking in history books looking or learning about the past to prevent it from happening again in the future i think all of those things are very important and also a great use of one's time Catherine, what are you going to continue doing as a teacher to um for for holocaust education 
Well, as I said, I yeah, you know, I always uh, many years I've done. I think almost every year I've taught. I usually have a, a whole block on African American history. Uh, I have a, like for about two months, my students have been through a lot of for the teaching of literature and uh, To Kill a Mockingbird and a lot of history around that event, and then I do uh, about four or five weeks of Holocaust education around the memoir night. Sometimes I have the students also, I do a film project where they have to watch a film. Um, the, the film that I recommend, because, you know, they're, they're very tough to watch, of course. And so I, I make sure I have a list in which, you know, I do think Schindler's List is an excellent film, but it's very, very difficult. And uh, so Au Revoir Les Enfants, which is the Louis Mal film, is I think it doesn't have any violence, but uh, it breaks your heart. Um, I think that that's kind of a masterpiece. So sometimes I work with film as well. But most of my curriculum, I have to say, in grade nine, it's like 80% anti-racist education, including the Holocaust. So um, and I'm also I run the social justice club. So all of the things that I, I do as a teacher are linked. I'm a daughter of a Holocaust survivor. So I'm <laughs> I guess it's just sort of in my DNA that that's just the, the most important part of my pedagogy and my social engagement everywhere it's just the way you see the whole world right so um it's uh it's just something that's always part of my teaching I guess one thing I'd add and I think I think this is something that you're you're already doing Catherine is that a big part of you know learning about the holocaust is also thinking critically about where the warning signs are in the world today not just for the Jewish community but for other communities where we're seeing other forms of oppression where we're seeing you know uh, forced internment where we can continue to be looking for the clues and be continuing to fight the good fight. I just want to say um, thank you very much for all of you guys for being here today. Thank you.